you know, I feel like if you, you know, if you haven't been, you know, I just said, you know, three times, let me start. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know, if when you know, you know, yeah, I just, (laughs) I just feel like if you haven't been, you know, oh my God. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Last time. And then I'll make it work. If you haven't been like eight to 10 years old, you know, oh my God. (laughs) Hello. Welcome to Kiara Gets Drunk and Talks About Music. Today we are talking about Let Go by Avril Lavigne, released in 2002 under Arista Records. And my guest is Natalie. Hi. Natalie, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. It has been a little bit since you've been on the podcast. Your last episode with us was a Christmas episode, which seems light years away now. I know. Seriously, the world was a very different place. Well, no, it was the same. It was basically the same. But it was basically the same, but it it felt different. But it felt different. Christmas vibes. Now we're at the second year of this. The second year of this. That's why it feels different. But you know what? Since you've been on the podcast, there has been a major development in our lives, which is the fact that you and I both got the jab and we're both- The jab. We got our first dose of of our vaccine against COVID-19, which is like major- big day, big day for, for all of us. And, um, you know, help gives me a little bit of hope (laughs) with the shit that we've been going through, but hopefully that just means that you can come back and be, you know, in the room when we do the podcast again, you're one of our most, I'd say you're one of our most prominent guests on the podcast. Oh, wow. Thank you. Been with us since the beginning. (laughs) Beginning of time. Literally since the beginning of time. Uh, yeah, since the dinosaurs were on the earth, that's when this podcast started. <laughs> but I'm just happy to to have you here. I was thinking about it today too, when I was looking back at all the episodes that you've joined us on. And I feel like you've also done the best job at representing Canadian artists on the podcast. That's true. Right? That's very true. Because you've done with us, uh, well, this will, the boobs, Michael Bublé, obviously, yeah. Arkells. Yes. And now Avril Lavigne. And oh, Mariana's Trench. And Mariana's Trench. Yeah. A Canadian talent out there. Yeah. And we were going to do Billy Talent at one point. Yeah. Hey, so it we'll still can happen. We'll keep the trend going. We'll keep, keep the, the trend, trend going. going. <laughs> Canadian I mean, artist only. Exactly. No, but it's great. I mean, there's so much great Canadian talent out there. And I mean, like, Avril Lavigne is no exception to that rule. So I'm so stoked to talk about it today. I um, am so excited to talk I can about tell. my baby Avril. <laughs> For the listeners um, who can't see Natalie right now, well, none of you can see Natalie right now because this is a podcast. That's the whole point. But Natalie went (laughs) full out. She's got a tie. She's got the white tank top, the black eyeliner, the straight hair. You are the spinning image of 2002 Avril Lavigne. And I dig it. Thank you. I, I wanted to be her so badly when I was nine years old. So now I can finally live that fantasy. Did you find though that putting on the eyeliner when you were like, cause I, I have quite substantial black eyeliner on today as well in solidarity. And uh, did you find <laughs> that when you were putting it on like in the waterline, I was like, why did I ever, I was like, why did I ever do this as a 12 year old? Yeah. My eyes are like really dry right now. Yeah, Like, like I can't see. There's a lot of product <laughs> on our faces and I don't imagine, I imagine that's why now I have bad skin and you know, dark circles under my eyes. I think it's just residual eyeliner that's caked in. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's why. <laughs> That's why I can't get rid of them. Yeah, Yeah, literally. (laughs) Trash Panda Central over here. Avril Lavigne is a Canadian musician whose tie-wearing, black-eyelinered, straight-haired persona earned her the title of the pop-punk queen in the early 2000s. Originally born in Belleville, Ontario, Avril moved to Napanee with her family as a child, and in her teen years, she sang at county fairs and attended karaoke with her parents. Remind you of anyone? So cute. <laughs> Am I the next Avril <laughs> I think it's you. When I saw karaoke with her parents, I was like, and Natalie does that. 
I smell a Juno award. (laughs) Uh, And then in 1999, at the age of 15, she won a radio contest to sing with Shania Twain on stage in Ottawa. Isn't that crazy? That's so cool. I know. And that's... (laughs) And that's... Continue. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's okay. We we, we love... Practicing for karaoke, so... Perfect. That same year, 1999, good year. Good year for fashion. Great year. Good year for being five years old, which I was. <laughs> it's a good year to be five. Uh, she was discovered at a Kingston Chapters. She was singing at a Chapters location. In Kingston. In Kingston. You and I are I both fond of Kingston. Chance. You did. Next time, post up at a Chapters and just start singing oh, and just man. see what happens. <laughs> but it was her first manager who discovered her there, and he introduced her to the infamous record exec, L.A. Reid. And L.A. Reid, for the listeners, if you haven't heard his name, you probably have, but he's launched the careers of people like Rihanna pink it's a big time label guy he signed her to arista records for a get this natalie a 1.25 million dollar two album record deal when she was like 15 15. isn't that nuts can you imagine having 1.25 million dollars to your name at as a teenager at 15 yeah oh my god i guess it happens nowadays pretty often with all the freaking gen zetters who are on the internet i know they're also talented like whenever i see them like dancing and like they look cool at 13 i'm like I was not, I'm still not cool. I'm still not as cool as Gen Z. You know what I think it is with like Gen Zers or Gen Zers, whatever. It's because they like, they like have the YouTube and the internet to tell them like how to dress. Here's how you do your makeup. That's true. How to be cool. Whereas like, we just had to go off of each other. And we were and all, no one, knew what was- no one knew what was happening. <laughs> like no one had any Lost idea. Just- yeah. <laughs> when I was 13, I was like still wearing like Lacenza girl. And I was just like, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that like when you were a mini teenager, you were supposed to start looking cute. I was just like, well, these are the clothes my mom bought me and yeah. I'm going to keep wearing them. <laughs> so it's like angel or like sweet. Yeah. And you're like, thank you mom. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Anyways, I'm sure Avril Lavigne is a very cool teenager. There she goes. She got her first record deal with Arista, but things weren't perfect. She constantly butted heads with the label on her album's musical direction, and it wasn't until she began collaborating with the production team made up of Lauren Christie, Graham Edwards, and Scott Spock, who were known as The Matrix, very cool name, uh, where she was able to secure her post-grunge sound that then became the backbone of Let Go. You gotta have feud with the label. If you don't have a feud with the label, you're not you're not yeah, she's an angsty teen like you have to be punk she's punk fight with somebody yeah, yeah exactly she skateboards yeah she wears hard black eyeliner <laughs> yeah and she wears uh, it well she wears it well <laughs> no she does she wears it well so the album we're talking about today is that record let go it's avril's first full-length studio album which was released in june 2002 which was 19 years ago holy crap and she was only 17 then she was 17 First she album. seemed like she was so old. Like I, I thought know. she was like the oldest person in the world. Not well, okay, no, but like I thought she was like established old person, but she was but a child. She was but a child. But I feel like it's because like when you're, you know, like when you're little, like when this came out in 2002, so I was eight, right? So you were nine. And anyone who's like over the age of like 14 just seems like an adult. Like they always seem so much older when you're a kid. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. Like recess, you know, there's like the fourth graders and then yeah. like the fifth graders that were like old. Yeah, and the fifth graders are like, you know, like smoking cigars and they're just like yeah, cigars. So established. <laughs> no, but it's true. I or the like, mafia. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember like watching, I was watching like YTV when Avril Lavigne was coming up and she did like an interview on YTV and she was saying, like, oh, I'm 17. And I was like, wow, 17 is so old. 
And like one day I'm going to be 17 and I'm going to be so pretty and so like well-established and know what I'm doing with my life. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> freaking 27 years old. I still have no clue. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> Zero clue. But the record was very successful. It came with six singles, Complicated, Skater Boy, I'm With You, Losing Grip, Mobile, and Nobody's Fool. Oh, those Mobile and Nobody's Fool were singles? They I were. I don't remember those being singles. They <laughs> were singles. It was, that's a, and that's a lot to release on a record. But I mean, the, the record itself, I think is what, 13 songs? Yeah. So I it's mean, only like 48 minutes. It's so short. It's so short, but it's, it's short and sweet, but it's effective. And uh, it's, I feel like it's very rare too for labels to release like, that many singles usually it's like three but they uh -huh. went like double they were like how can we beat this money horse anymore and they did and, and, and they did <laughs> um and speaking of its commercial success the album reached number two on the billboard 200 chart and it went four times platinum in the u.s selling one million copies in canada and going on to sell 16 million copies around the world it is her most successful wow. album to date I'm surprised. Like, I actually get like, I'm surprised when people know who she is outside of Canada. I mean, she they don't was, know her like I know her. Of course. But. <laughs> but I feel like she was pretty big and like, we'll we'll get into it when, you know, when we chat. But I feel like she was fairly, once like the big hits, like Complicated and Skater Boy, I feel mm -hmm. like came out, everybody started to know who Avril Lavigne was, you know? Yeah, she's like an iconic throwback like you can't have a throwback playlist without those two songs i agree i don't have a segue so we're gonna leave it at that <laughs> nat for today's drink this is a little bit different for the podcast we're doing something a little bit new today um we had some trouble trying to figure out what kind of cocktail we wanted to drink in order to uh pay tribute to avril lavigne for this record and um as somebody who's broken the rules herself I think we're doing her justice and playing by our own rules today, <laughs> which is why we're drinking uh, jungle juice. We needed a drink that was, if I may quote Avril, uh, a drink that was anything but ordinary. And jungle juice is never ordina ordinary because it's different every time you have it. There's no set recipe for a jungle juice. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. And for anyone who doesn't know what jungle juice is, basically it's some sort of alcohol base mixed with whatever kind of juices, fruit, sodas you might have in your fridge. It's very common at college university parties where you don't have a lot of money and you make a huge batch of it in, you know, a cooler or a, a Tupperware container and everybody can have some. <laughs> it's like purple Jesus. It's like purple Jesus. Remember purple Jesus? Oh yeah. Yeah. That was a good times. Um, so that's what we decided to drink today. So not in my jungle juice, what I have is orange juice, cranberry juice, vodka, peach schnapps, and ginger ale. And I'm loving it. What's in your jungle juice today? So I have a very elegant mix of uh, vodka, peach juice, grenadine, ginger ale, soda, and a splash of bitters just to make it classy. Just to make it classy. And when we were talking before we started recording, we just realized we both just essentially made sex on the beach. <laughs> just that, that's basically what we're drinking, but it's fine. Basically. It's good. It tastes delicious. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. Be careful. Natalie and I have learned from our mistakes um, when we made a batch of Bloody Margaritas one episode. And so we have made our own separate batches. Natalie's joining us via Zoom today. So we've made our own separate batches of jungle juice, but we're going to keep each other accountable that we're only going to have. We? Yes. Yes. We or, will. Or Believe will we it. like be each other's hype girls and be like, ah, jungle juice. I mean, once I get you talking about Avril Lavigne, I feel like you're going to go down the hype girl direction. I'm not going to lie. It's going to have trouble. I'm going to have trouble keeping you. <laughs> on the Simmer ground. Down. <laughs> Simmer down. 
So without further ado, Nat, I think uh, we need to go in and talk a little bit about Avril Lavigne. So I want to hear from you first. What does your relationship look like with Avril Lavigne? Because I know you're a huge fan. So you got to take me, you got to take me all the way back to when you first started listening to her and why. I'm going to take you on a journey. Please. So I don't know why I ended up getting, like I probably, I guess I must have heard her songs on the radio or something. And then I got this CD. I had this little like boom box that was like silver and blue and I, would I had play. one that was silver and blue too oh it's like a little <laughs> tiny like small one yeah I think we had the same one yeah it's so cute yeah got it from my mom and my dad and um yeah I would listen to this cd all the time in my room you know with lots of emotions and lots of uh nine-year-old angst I knew exactly like the order of the songs on the album so I could like skip to the right songs but <laughs> my like favorite like this is really going to set the tone for like how weird I was about Avril. I know I was telling you before we even did this pod, how like, I'm so excited to tell this like <laughs> really embarrassingly like lame story. So um, I would take the school bus to and from school. And I was like one of the last stops every single day. And like, I don't mean this, like it happened often. I literally mean every single day I took the bus home and I probably like on like close to my stop when most of the kids had like left, I would sing the first four songs on the album to myself out the window, little nine-year-old Natalie sitting That's on the so school cute. bus, like my hand on the window being like, I'm standing on the bridge, <laughs> I'm waiting in the dark. And I would sing all four of those songs every single day on the school bus and I remember my bus driver was like you have a beautiful singing voice and I was like, oh my god you heard that knowing full well <laughs> that she could hear me because I sat in the front and it was you're just- like singing it to the bus driver and you're like oh you heard that oh, <laughs> oh I'm so embarrassed <laughs> and um yeah that was um you know that's the kind of relationship I had with Avril it was very weird um I went through a lot of those phases where like I would pick like hold on to songs like then later probably when I was like 11 I was really into the song too much to ask and naked and I would sing that mm. appropriately in the shower ah. every every shower every, every shower, shower. <laughs> I would be like you chose weed over me you're so lame she's like, like 10 it years was like, old yeah yeah it was like yeah it was it was a moment and then you know I loved Avril as like a kid and like kind of like didn't listen to Avril for like a while and then like back in like university you know Catherine of my roommate shout out to Catherine she's wonderful she also loves Avril and we would literally listen to Avril an embarrassing amount in our house in, in Kingston and like just always Avril Lavigne playing every single like St. Patty's Day or homecoming like any like day drinking activity we're like oh well, you, you have to. to Avril yeah I'm just rambling on here, but <laughs> there's this other story. I love it. And because they're all going. coming up. <laughs> I was like thinking about all of these. Yesterday, Tell me more. And I was like texting Catherine all about them. But like we had this like handyman who like always worked on our house. And like he, his butt was like always showing, like always. And we were like up in our rooms, which was upstairs. And he was like working on our kitchen or something. And then like I had my iPod on the speakers in our like kitchen and then we just hear like Avril Lavigne start playing like he was just like listening to like us like whatever we had last and he's just listening to Avril Lavigne as he's like fixing Loving our kitchen life. and we're just like upstairs like dying <laughs> god it was good anyway was so a it's been, like a, obviously who isn't um but it's been like a full circle kind of moment like I was you know obsessed with her as a kid 
And then I am now currently obsessed with her. I had such a great, amazing time listening to her yesterday, prepping for this. It was like therapeutic. Like I was like sitting on my bed, like screaming. (laughs) And I was literally like, there was like moments I was like rocking, like the finger. What are these? I don't know what these, is this like a horns, double horns, double horns. I was like, it was a whole moment. I love that. I love that. So clearly she means a lot to you. Have you ever seen her in concert? No, (laughs) that's surprising to me. Well, when I, I guess when, back when she like had her first album, I was like too young to go to a concert. Fair. Like my mom wasn't going to let me go. And she was like, I'm sure as hell not going. And, uh, and then I guess as I, when I got older, then her albums like weren't as great. Oh, yeah. Agreed. (laughs) So I wouldn't like, I would go to it. If she was like, I'm going to do a concert and it's just going to be like my first album. I would be like, I would pay, I'll pay all, I will give you all of my money to be there. Yeah. But, uh, I wasn't going to go for girlfriends. Yeah. You don't want to be there when she sings like here's to never growing up and all yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, good in their own ways, but it's just not, it's not the same. You what you need. Yeah. It's not as angsty. Yeah. I feel like when you lose the angst, it's like, it's, you know, we talked about this with someone like Mariana's trench where they had so much angst and so much promise. And like, we just loved like having like sad jams, like in our bedrooms to these bands. And then they went like, you know, for lack of a better term, it's like they went all Hollywood on us and they were like, we have yeah. to make music that appeals to everybody. And I'm like, what is that shit? No, Get out appeal of here. to me. Yeah, <laughs> appeal to only game. me. <laughs> what are you doing? And I kind of feel like Avril Lavigne fell victim to that a little bit. In a the, in bit, the yeah. industry where you, like you, it happens. You know, we see it, we see it happen, I think to a lot of artists. Um, I love that though. I love that you're such a big fan of it. And <laughs> so happy you're here to join us for the Avril Lavigne episode. Cause this has been a long time coming where I feel like you've pitched me on Avril a bunch of times and like, I don't know why I was hesitant, but I was always like, yeah, we'll see. And then finally it was like the right time. This is the right time. And here we are. (laughs) We're boycotting the pod. (laughs) And I'm glad you didn't boycott the pod, please. So thank you for doing that. Um, I think, so I wasn't as big of an Avril fan as you were. I definitely liked her. I remember, you know, that I remember the the infamous YTV interview that for some reason, I think she was interviewed by like Carlos. Remember Carlos from YTV? Do I ever? Carlos and Sugar. Like, I feel like I just, I don't know why I have, yeah, Sugar. (laughs) But I just have this memory of watching her on YTV and thinking like, wow, she's so cool and she's so edgy. And I mean, like I was a pretty like girly girl for a while when I was like growing up as a kid. And I was like, wait, women can wear like baggy pants and camo and ties. Like I was just like so intrigued by her fashion choices and just like her as a person. I was like, man, she's badass. I like her. Um, And especially too, I think for, for people our age, you know, like we, you know, we were listening at that time to people probably like the Britney Spears and like the Christina's and the Backstreet Boys, like, you know, pop artists mostly, but also American artists like kind of ruled the the charts. And when our parents were growing up or when they were teenagers or whatever it was, you know, they had like Rush to listen to, or maybe they're listening to like the Celine's or the Shania's. But like Avril for me was like the first Canadian artist that I knew. And it's like, oh my God, she's from a small town. Like I knew, I know Napanee because I know Avril Lavigne. Napanee. But it's like, isn't the only reason you know Napanee because yeah. <laughs> every time I'd like drive to Kingston, I'd be like, ah, like this is where she was. <laughs> it's like Timmons and Shania Twain. It's like you or like sometimes like Pickering and Sean Mendez. People are like, oh yeah, that's where he's from. It's it's Pickering or where, you know, like you kind of make those associations. And this was before someone like Sean Mendez or Drake was on the scene. And I was like, oh, this is somebody who like actually grew up in a small town in Ontario and is now like worldwide famous. And she's also just like doing it her own way. Like she's, I didn't know women could be punk rock essentially 
at that age. True, true. So yeah, I felt I felt like I was more of like a to- not I wasn't a tomboy, but like I wore like you know, like Bermuda shorts and like I had, I wasn't like a girly girl or I considered myself to not be. Wait, hold on. I was going to say, I was like, are Bermuda shorts considered punk rock? Because I, no, no, no. I did not consider myself punk rock. Oh, sorry. I wasn't like a girly girl. And like, so I felt like I connected with Avril on that sense. Cause she's like, I'm not a prep. Like like skater girl. Yeah. Wearing bands. I wasn't cool in any sense. Like I oh, certainly wasn't as cool as Avril. I wore Bermuda shorts <laughs> and, just... oh, and strictly wife beaters. I only wore <laughs> wife beaters and Bermuda shorts. Did you layer? Did you layer the wife beaters? I wore oh, one like two or three at a time. With the crusty lace? Yeah. That, like from garage? Yeah. <laughs> in like terrible colors. I was layering like baby yeah. blue and pink and I was like, this yeah. looks great. Brown. <laughs> like, Brown and baby pink was huge. <laughs> Yeah. Huge. Yeah. And then it also went brown and that like blue color, like aqua. It was like a t- yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely, yeah, yeah I remember that. Brown everything. I'm like, I don't wear anything brown now. <laughs> yeah. But I had like brown gauchos and like I had like brown, like little crop. Remember the sweaters that you tie? The shrug. A shrug. <laughs> yeah, the shrug. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, that, but like, you know, she changed things, I feel like for us and girls in our age group, because we're sitting there in our Bermuda shorts and our tank tops and our shrugs. <laughs> And we see this girl on TV wearing a, you know, a white tank top with a black bra, a red tie, much like you're wearing today and like baggy boys pants and like tartan and boots. And like, you can see like the, like the Calvin Klein of her underwear. I was like, what yeah. like, I was like, yeah, it was scandalous. Oh scandalous. Scandalous, but fab. <laughs> I also feel like as time went on after her second album, I don't know what her third album is, but after her second album, she definitely went the route of like, pop princess versus like the pop punk princess that she was before yeah you know, her, her second was, album was good still second album was good but then it was like the third ish album which had I don't know if it was the third one that had like girlfriend and I think I think so like girlfriend is the one song where I feel like there's a couple songs I remember from like my iPod that I always skipped girlfriend was one of them I should have just deleted it but I don't know why I didn't girlfriend was one of them and lip gloss by Lil Mama I remember being like why do I have this song my on my lip iPod? Gloss is cool. my lip and gloss is there was a remix of girlfriend featuring Lil Mama oh that I also had for god knows what reason I, really, I hate the song yeah why did I merge the two songs I hated together <laughs> Like that doesn't even make sense. That's not even a thing. That's not even a situation. Like I just, I it makes You're no like, maybe, sense. Maybe it's one of those situations where when you take two gross things, put it together, you're like, wait, does yeah. this work? And you're like, no. Confirmed. It does not. That's I confirmed. did like, I did like Avril's like um, pink hair though. The pink streak. I remember. Yeah. I remember there was this place in the mall that sold um, clip-in hair extensions um, I don't know if it was real human hair up for the I'm going to say it was Claire's and I'm going to say it was not. No, it was like one of those like little like tacky booth, like um, kiosks, like the ones that are like oh. really expensive. Anyways, my mom got me pink, hot pink extensions that I wore. I could see you wearing those them. now. I know. I kind of like, <laughs> I'm like, mom, do you know where these are? Because I want to put them in my hair. Gone full circle. Everything goes full yeah, circle. It all comes back. It all comes back to Avril <laughs> at the end of the day. But we do love her, especially because she burst onto the scene, you know, and she was like, she came in and she was like, this is who I am. And like, I'm a teenager and like, I'm cool. <laughs> you know? I'm a teenager and I'm cool. <laughs> and yeah, I, I know she, everything. She just like, imagine being like, even at 17, I was like, wow, I was not cool at 17. Like she felt, she seemed so like confident and sure of herself. 
And, like, and uh, we have to say talented. Like, if you read the songwriting credits on this album, she's on every single song. Like, she did it in partnership with a lot of people, but she was the primary songwriter on all these songs. It's pretty impressive. Which is impressive for a 17-year-old, absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, going back to our earlier conversation, we're seeing it now more with the Gen Z, where they're doing more of their own things. And they're just writing songs and like putting them on the internet and like, then they blow up overnight. Like we see it more often now, but at the time, mm-hmm. like that was, that was like huge for someone, her, someone so young, I should say to be so successful, like overnight, you know? Yeah. I feel like she was like the Billie Eilish of millennials. Hondo P she was. Yeah. She's yeah. just cool, like authentically herself and just like had like a different take on music for that generation. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good comparison. I like it. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. I didn't even pre think. It just came to me like <laughs> right now. I'm like you're a music guru or something. Genius. It's amazing. I'm incredible. I can't. Do you want to host? It's your, it, this, this oh, is yeah. Yours. You should just change the name and uh, I'll pass it off to you. Natalie gets yeah, drunk and talks you. about music. <laughs> she just gets drunk. <laughs> Natalie, just Natalie gets, gets drunk. drunk. <laughs> All right, Natalie, we got a lot of songs to talk about today. So, where do you want to start the conversation? So, I'm not going to start with my favorite. We're going to what? Hold back. <laughs> save it. We'll save it. Um, so here we we've already started repeating our jokes. Yeah. So that's a good good sign. <laughs> when, um, it, when is the time for fun mom energy? <laughs> gotta start somewhere. Um, so I'm gonna start with this song that I feel like kind of what we were talking about before, how I felt that. Avril really resonated with me and that she was like herself and that she was kind of like allowing herself to be weird. And I thought of myself as like a quirky, like weird, weirdo. I'm like such a weirdo. Um, so I'm going to go with anything but ordinary. Ooh. I think that such means a we, gotta, good song. we have to take a drink of our jungle juice. Cause that's what inspired it. Cheers. Cheers. Um, yeah, I just, it's just such a good song. I just, she's like, sometimes I get so weird. I even freak myself out. And I was like, oh my God, Avril. You're like, yes. I identify. <laughs> yes. I'm like so weird, Avril. Like, oh my God, do you want to have like a weird off? Like, it's just a good song. And it's just like good vibes. It's really high. I still can't sing it. So that's why I didn't sing it on the bus. Oh, um, I see. You only stick to your vocal <laughs> range on the bus. Yeah, I got to stick to the, <laughs> yeah, I can't go above that. You're like, the bus driver um, can only hear me at my best. Yeah, <laughs> She's, otherwise she's going to judge me. I don't want her to like, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. That's it. You just love it's the just song. A really, I just, it was a good song. It's still really good. I'm still really into it. I still get excited when I hear it. I don't yeah. skip it. Just a good song. I have to say it's an interesting one that you like, again, to start off the conversation with that one, I feel like it might've come out of left field. It's a, it's a, I'd say it's a deep cut. I think that's an Avril deep cut for anyone who maybe hasn't di- dove, dove. <laughs> dove dove in <laughs> it wasn't dove into the let go album um definitely wasn't one that I was super familiar with when we decided to do this for the pod because like I knew I had heard the album like in its entirety probably a couple times in my life but like I've never like sat down and listened to it the way that I've done it in the last week or so anything but ordinary though is an interesting one for me because like I see where you're coming from where she's just being very like I am not like like I'm not like other girls I, Mm -hmm. you know, what does she say? I laugh myself to sleep and I drive fast just to feel the danger. Yeah, me too. Nine years old. I'm like, oh, (laughs) yeah. On the big wheels, like, (laughs) (laughs) on (laughs) rollerblades. Watch out. (laughs) 
it was kind of cool to hear her like sing it. And it, I felt like when I was listening to it, I was like, oh, this sounds like a teenager. Like this sounds like a teenager, like coming into her own and, and also accepting herself for being someone who's, who is out of the ordinary, who is maybe a little bit um, kind of left of center, so to speak. So the songwriting is juvenile, but not in a bad way. Like, mm. I feel like, again, it, it, it doesn't surprise me that like a 16, 17 year old girl wrote these lyrics, but there's also some really like cool lyrics in there. And I wanted to quote some from the bridge that I really did love where she said, if you look, you will see that this world is a beautiful accident, turbulent, succulent, opulent, permanent, succulent, succulent. succulent. She it like that. No way. I want to taste it. Don't want to waste it away. First off. So two things with, with this bridge, one, the word succulent, because that word makes me laugh. <laughs> It's like, it's like Gordon Ramsay describing like a tenderloin. He's like, oh, it's succulent. Like I just, I, that word makes me laugh. (laughs) Perfect risotto. I don't know. I just thought it was so funny when I heard it. I I was, I was laughing because I was like, who uses succulent in a song? But like, hey, (laughs) girl just went for it. So amen. But also, you know, she's talking about like, I want to like, I don't want to waste it away. Living in the pandemic that we're living in now, I feel like we're all feeling an element of that where we're just like, yeah, we don't want to, you all right there? Catch the straw. You can do it. <laughs> you, can... you can find it. There it is. But we don't want to waste any more of our life away. I feel like, you know, we've all spent the the last year and a half spending time at home, like more time at home, which like isn't necessarily a bad thing, but we haven't got to see a lot of our friends, a lot of our extended family. We haven't got to do a lot of the things that we really love to do. So um, that line was just really like, it like hit me in like a very deep and real place. And I was just like, all right, Avril, I see you. Okay. Okay. I see you, A-L, Avril L. (laughs) Good deep cut for anyone who maybe wants to to dive in to the record. <laughs> oh I finally God. figured out the right tense. Go ahead. Sorry. I just, I just thought of another, um, Avril story, a weird Avril story. I wanted to tell you. Tell us. Okay. I remember that I went shopping at the mall, you know, like the mall. mall. Yeah, I know it. Yeah. You know, you know, the mall, <laughs> the mall, my mom was in the mall, but I was allowed to like walk somewhere else, like with my friends, like in the mall, but she was like still in the mall, but like, yeah. you know, independence at nine years old. It was like a big deal. That's a big deal. Anyways. So with my like allowance, I walked directly to Claire's, obviously. Did not stop. <laughs> yeah. Straight to Claire's. Um, and I saw, I saw it. I saw this, this diary. It was pink. It had a butterfly on it. It said dreamer and it had a lock on it. And I was like, bingo. <gasps> Here's where I'm going <laughs> to. Here's where all of my super secret thoughts, deep feelings and emotions are going to go. Yeah bought it. It was like $25, way too much for a diary. Yeah. Why were diaries so expensive? It's just paper. Anyway. So I, I unwrapped it, took my key, hit it in my room. Didn't want anyone to see it. And I was like, I was like, I don't have anything to write about because I'm nine. I haven't, there's nothing happening in my life that I need to write about. Like you reminded yourself, you're like, oh yeah, I'm nine. Oh (laughs) shit. shit. My $25. I'm like, like, what am I going to write about? Avril, Avril Levine, my (gasps) first entry in my diary was I see the date I see the date written at the top 2002 and I say I love Avril Lavigne I think her birthday is in April because (laughs) your birthday is April in French oh that was the whole entry (laughs) hashtag nine-year-old thoughts hashtag deep (laughs) (laughs) that's it that's all that's it that's something that you'd hear like a fedora man say on online dating where he's like hey your name's Avril. Are you born in April by per, per chance? <laughs> Any chance? French, so yeah. I'm a lady. <laughs> <laughs> Mademoiselle. 
my God. I love that. I wonder if she is born in April. Should we look it up and see? Let's check. Let's see if your theory checked out. Okay, we were off. She's in September. September, baby. September 27th, to be exact. 1984. Well, I'm going to go find that diary and rip that page out because this is embarrassing now. Do you still have that, that diary from Claire's? I sure do. I love that. Sure do. Filled every page. I feel like I burned all my diaries. I was like, no one ever needs to read this. I should, I should, <laughs> I should, but I didn't have a lot of thoughts. So I don't know what no, I but you just wanted that. to declare your love for Avril, who at the time was like the coolest. She's the most important person in my life at the time, apparently. 100%. 2002 is a good year. Yeah. Good year to be nine. <laughs> good year to be nine. Nat, I think I want to take it to a hit. Do it. I want to go straight to a hit. Go. And because it was the first Avril Lavigne song I ever heard ever saw the music video for, and I love the music video for this song. Um, and it's also like very, it's almost like ballady, but it's still punk rock in a way. And that song is complicated. Complicated. It's a classic. Complicated is a classic. I wrote in my notes, like, can you not Avril? Why is this song so good? Because iconic. it's iconic. And I like this song because at first when I, like when I was younger hearing this, I always thought it was like about, somebody who was like doing her wrong in a relationship, which like it very well could be. But the more I listen to it now and the more I listen to the lyrics, she's kind of just like, dude, just like chill out. Just like enjoy life. Like why you gotta make things complicated? And like as a classic- Yeah, as a classic overthinker myself, you know this about me because you know me very well. So I was just like listening to this song and I was like, yeah, like why are, like we, why do we stress each other out all the time? Like, why do we make things so complicated for ourselves? And it's like, we could just like, just be yourself and just chill, just like do it. Yeah, like, get on your skateboard and ride. Just get on your skateboard and ride. Um, and I think the writing of this song, again, coming from someone who was like 17 years old, 16 at the time when she was maybe writing it, I was like, that's pretty, you know, ballsy of her to just like write a song about like being yourself, but actually have it be this like huge, massive, profound hit. So um, I'm a big fan of this song. I feel like the you fall and you crawl and you take and you break, which like that whole part, man, I get so into it when I sing the song and I know how to play it on guitar too. And it is a jam. It's a jam. It's a jam. It will everybody knows, be a jam. And everyone knows the words. Yeah. It is like, yeah, it's an iconic throwback. You will not have a throwback playlist without the song. Yeah. And if it is, you're wrong. Yeah. Get out of here. We don't want your playlist um, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want this. Yeah. I remember I just, I, there were so many words that she used that I like didn't know what they meant. Specifically, I think about when she said, uh, take off all your preppy clothes. Yeah. I had no idea what she said there. I thought she said crappy for a while. And I was like, oh, oh my God, really? Avril, Avril swearing <laughs> in the song. Didn't know what preppy meant. You didn't know what time. preppy meant? No, I was nine. I didn't know a lot of things. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very I'm small. I'm really small. <laughs> I'm very, I know you told me. I have no money. So you can imagine the kind of stress I am under. Have you seen the music video for this song? Yeah, I just remember the part where she's like on those little cars in the mall. Yeah, she's literally like, that's how the music video starts. And she like rolls up to like her boy gang and she's like, yo, you want to go crash the mall? And they're like, yeah, Avril. That's such a teenager thing to say. Look how all her friends are boys. But that was so cool. It was cool. It was cool that she was like hanging out with boys and she was just the like, boys. but they weren't the like, boys. it wasn't like a relation. Like it wasn't, there was no sexual tension. Like they were her friends. Like her she's friends one were of just the boys. boys. Yeah. She was just one of the, one of the guys. Yeah. I feel like that was like a thing that like, I like wanted to be, I wanted to be like one of the girls that was like with the guys, like be one of the, one of the boys. Like, yeah. oh yeah, I can like wrestle in video games and Skate. Uh, yeah. girls. I can play basketball. I can't, I couldn't. <laughs> I'm like in flip flops. 
<laughs> like I can't. It's dangerous. I'm like, no one pass the ball to me, please. <laughs> I have my Bermuda short. Yeah. Do not stretch. I cannot. I cannot dribble in these. I cannot. But it's a the the song is just so big, and I feel like it's it's gonna stick with me. It it I listen to it all the time, even now, even though I've you know diverted from the Avril Lavigne train in my life. Complicated, I will always sing to, and I know all the words proudly. And uh, it's a it's a grade A certified bop. It is a bop. Yeah. Um, so that's my first one. Nat, where do you want to go now? You know what? I'm going to just go. And I think, I mean, I love pretty much every single song on this album. So it's kind of hard to decide which one my favorite is. And I think it changes pretty often, but I think my favorite song on the album is, uh, track number nine things I'll never say. That's your favorite one. My favorite song. Okay. Tell me more. It's, so good I don't know it just feels so like light it's like not as like hardcore it's like more like light and fluffy and it's just like and I like I always thought it was such a good just like a love like love song yeah and then it was not until university when you read the lyrics pointed out all of the sexual innuendos and I was like wait what no She's gonna go what? down on one knee. She's gonna yeah, blow, blow him away, him away. <laughs> with her talent and great personality. Yeah, that's what she but means. Like, she was also, I don't know, she was like 16 when she, I guess, I don't know. Well, and and I think she was almost like tongue in cheek with the song too, because it's titled like literally things I'll never say. So in a way she's like, I'll never say it, but <laughs> it's in the song anyway. I said it. <laughs> but I added a couple words to the end. So it's like, what am I really saying? I don't know. You, you can't come know. after me. Suburban I'm mom. a child. So like, yeah. you don't actually know that I meant it that way. It just could have been a coincidence. But I feel like it's kind of like, um, you remember like If You Seek Amy by Britney Spears. Yeah. It's got that same sort of thing or like Pink has a song called like Blow Me, but then in brackets, it's One Last Kiss. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like that. <laughs> like, they kind of just like can get away with it because they add on the extra words or because they just sing it in a way that doesn't sound dirty. But like, yeah, when I was listening to the song, I was like, oh, you dirty bird, girl. Yeah. I see what did you're not, putting down. Did not know that until university. But you're right. No one was like, no one told you because also all of our friends who were the same age, nobody knew what was going on in this song. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody was just singing it and just being like totally like unabashedly like, this is great want to blow you away like it was just fun yeah we were like having a good time like like barbie girl and yeah all, those, all of aqua songs all, all of, of aqua songs <laughs> yeah when you when you think back on it you're like oh oh like, you don't want to just party do you no but there's still there's no bangers that's the thing it's like i can't i can't not well not that i would like there's nothing wrong with the lyrics of course but it's just more like it was just shocking it was just surprising yeah it's so good <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it makes me so happy. It is good. It, and you're right. It is more like poppy and more, a little bit more upbeat. And it does come near the end of the record, which I feel like, it, I don't know, the flow of it worked in the yeah. grand scheme of the rest of the record. Yeah. I uh, I want to take it back a little bit earlier in the album um, and go to one of the sad jams. Dun, 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 Obviously, I want to talk about I'm With You. <laughs> Obviously. In all seriousness, though, I do think it's a very beautifully written song very simple very honest again I feel like that's like her strong suit especially during this era of Avril where she's like I'm just gonna write about like what's hurting me and I'm just gonna say what I want to say and I don't care if it sounds like I want to blow you yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> but it like was. She was just like, I'm just putting it in a song. I'm like, fuck you guys, basically. Um, this one song is great. There's like a lot of levels. There's like the violins at the beginning, but then there's like the guitar action, and then the chorus is a little bit heavy, but then it comes down again in the verses. Um, and to me, it's just a song about like everybody has those days where they feel lonely and sad or like if you've ever been in a situation where you show up to a party and you don't know anybody but much like the music video I'm picturing the music video as I'm saying this but that's kind of like how that kind of like encapsulates I feel like how a lot of us might feel in that certain social situation feel a little bit awkward feel a little bit scared a little bit nervous I also think like listening to this song during COVID I've just been like isn't anyone trying to find me like I've just been like alone in my apartment like want somebody come take me out take me out of the house don't take me home please take me out. <laughs> the patio is open yet um if you haven't been like eight to ten years old wearing black jeans crying in your bedroom or like picturing yourself in a music video listening to like your your mp3 player like on the bus or like in the back of the car while your parents are driving like listening to this song and like feeling emotional oh. like you haven't lived you have not yeah. lived yeah the rain falling on the car window and you're just like standing on the bridge yeah it's a and damn then- cold night oh careful with that language that's (laughs) offensive that's a lot I remember like this was a song whenever it came on my like little boom box I like have to turn it down down. I don't want my parents to know that I'm listening to foul languaged albums alert the church elders immediately (laughs) (laughs) have you heard the um version of this that she does with youngblood no it's wonderful oh it's a modern day version? Modern day. I mean, like, it's the same version. Like, it is. But he just sings. She sings a verse and then he sings a verse. But their voices sound good together and I really enjoyed it. All right. So I'd recommend. I'm like, Where do you want to go next? Oh, it's me. Oh. It's you. That was mine. That was my choice. It's me. Okay, hold on. I did not think about it. This happens every time. <laughs> <laughs> so do, not, do not think I'm going to ask you? I never think of Okay, okay, okay. Okay, the next one I want to talk about is number 10, My World. Yeah, big one. So good. Again, it's another one of those like, heck you, I'm me. I'm going to just live my life. This is my story. I'm one of the boys. Like, I'm just like, you know, cool and I'm myself and I don't care what you think. Living in my own world. Napanee. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. You're the best Napanee. Never will cover up. And I was like, oh, yeah, me neither. Me neither. I, I, have, I woke up I like this, actually. Kid, so. <laughs> but I feel like this would be like a big anthem for anyone who has grown up in a small town or like grew up in uh-huh. the country and just being like, it's my world. Like, this is like my jam. This is where I feel comfortable. This is where I feel at home. Like spending, I never spend less than an hour. What did she say? I don't spend less than an hour in the shower. Washing my hair in yeah. the shower. It always, always takes five, five hours, hours to make it straight. Yeah. <laughs> but then she's like, oh, and then I braid my hair. And I was like, but that's a zillion the opposite. Braids. A zillion. A zillion Not a million, a zillion. A zillion braids. Which yeah. I'm, I'm like, why do you straighten it and then braid it? Counterintuitive. Doesn't make sense. Her hair is always straight. I've never seen her it's look different. No, it's a, it's a metaphor. <laughs> I do like this one. I feel like it's very charming in a sense, and uh, kind of paints her in this light where, you know, she's, even though like she's moved on and she's gained this stardom, she's always going to be Avril Lavigne from Napanee. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's a, it's yeah. almost like a love song to her hometown, which I really, really like. Um, and she just like quotes, you already, you know, talked about the cover up line. Also, remember when we used to call like makeup cover up? Cover up. Yeah. I when, when I heard that lyric, I was like, oh yeah. Like I feel like concealer, we used to just call it 
cover up like when you had like yeah like a pimple or something it was like a little bit of cover up now it's like enhancing your face it's not covering your face exactly it's not a mask it's (laughs) it's now it sounds like a makeup commercial it's Maybelline (laughs) um but she said you know she tailors the song around these like anecdotes of her life so talking about not wearing makeup and then she says always beat the boys up grew up in a 5,000 population town made my money by cutting grass got fired by a a fried chicken ass yeah that 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 one I was like what does that mean I feel like it means she worked at a fried chicken restaurant and maybe the person who owned the restaurant fired her but I thought that she I thought she made her money by cutting grass maybe she did both why not both Mm -hmm. Some people chicken. people can have two jobs. I thought it was like I didn't never thought of it as like a fried chicken, a fried chicken store ass. I just thought that was like a way that people in Napanee talked that he was like a fried chicken ass. He's fried chicken ass. <laughs> you yellow-bellied liver. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Yellow-bellied fried chicken. Yeah, <laughs> fried chicken ass. Uh no, but that's a cute one though. That is a cute song. Again, one that I feel like I've grown more fond of now versus maybe when I was younger. That's how it works, though. Yeah. Like, I feel like when, I mean, obviously when Avril Lavigne, like, started, it was all about the top four songs, the singles and the hits. Yeah. And then it was, like, not until, like, later as you're like, oh, there's other songs on this album. And then you yeah. listen to the other ones. Yeah. I do have another one I want to talk about. It's do not, it. It's not my favorite song on the record. It's not one that I will say I love. I do think it's overplayed, but because of how huge the song is, I think we owe it to Avril to talk about it which is Skater Boy. Iconic. Iconic. It's, it's iconic. A classic jam. Like he's just, he was a boy. She was a girl. Can I make it, can I make it any more obvious? <laughs> but also now in listening to it where she says that line, I'm kind of like, I'm going to need more detail, Avril, than just yeah. <laughs> the genders. And then she's like, well, he was a punk. She did ballet. And I'm like, you're still not really putting the, you know, putting the things together for me. Like I need <laughs> can I have some narrative, please. Give me a plot device, move it forward. But it is a fun song everybody knew the words Mm -hmm. to this one it was really easy for us to like sing along to it music video is really fun again paints her as this like insane rebel like there's like cop cars showing up and she has like a big like concert in the streets and she's standing on the top of a car it's just it it's great it's wonderful it's also kind of a bit of a revenge story which is kind of fun yeah but it's like it's interesting that it's like a revenge it's interesting that she's like telling this story about two people that aren't her I mean she kind of comes in later but like it's cool that she's like telling the story about her like now boyfriend being like, yeah, bitch, like you, yeah. you messed up. Like you did ballet. He was a skater boy. <laughs> and I was a punk star. That's the And you're, boy. you have a, you have a baby and you're like, what? 12? <laughs> oh. I'm pretty sure that's exactly how Avril interp- wanted you to interpret it. <laughs> you have a baby and you're like 12, so suck it. <laughs> have no, you heard- it's like, it's like five years from now, she sits at home. Feeding the baby, she's all alone. All alone. Yeah. Turns on TV. Mm-hmm. Guess who she sees? It's it's Skater it's Boy. Skater Boy. <laughs> He's rocking up MTV. Yeah. Not much music. She should have said much music. Doesn't work, with, doesn't work with the rhythm. Doesn't work with the rhythm. <laughs> rocking up much music. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Have you heard, though, the, like, conspiracy? And I don't know if it's a conspiracy. Maybe it's true. But when I was researching this song... People were saying how, you know, the end where she's like, oh, sorry, girl, but you missed out. And like, you know, him and I are together now and we're, ro- we're writing this song about the girl he used to know. Yeah. yeah. 
Have you heard the conspiracy that like she was one of the friends that, you know, stuck up their nose at the beginning? Like she was one of the friends oh. who like saw the promise in him, but like sneakily was like, no girl, you don't want to date him because she wanted him for herself. And then oh. and I was like, really? I was like, oh, vindictive. business. It's kind of misery businessy, right? And I was, I was like, interesting. Like I, I'd never thought about it that way before. Cause there's a line in it where she was like, oh, we are more than just good friends. And originally I was like, okay, well it's like, yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I, I was kind of blown away a little bit by that. I'm not usually one for music conspiracy theories, but I was like, I mean, that kind of checks out. She was a skater girl and he was a skater boy. Love. That's just like, it all comes through all yeah. comes together. But like, spoiler, it's actually about Chad Kroger the whole time. Or Derek Wibley. She married both of them. Different times. That's true. Remember? She was Mrs. Wibley for a fair amount of time. I like them together. Like They made sense. They made a lot of sense. Some 41. And, but I also, I feel like now in listening to the album, I see more like connections to Nickelback songs in the way that they're written. Like Mm. Losing Grip to me sounds like a Nickelback song just sung by a girl. Just rearrange it. Just rearrange it. Yeah. (laughs) Get the ramen noodle hair and (laughs) then you're good. I I don't know why, but I I thought they, I thought her and Derek Wibley made a good couple. I was also here for her and Chad. I love some Canadians getting together. Yeah. But clearly it worked out out. so well because like he never needed the straightener. So no, he was like, I will wear my hair naturally. Thank you very much. Do you have any moves that could (laughs) perhaps borrow? (laughs) Where's the diffuser, honey? Nat, we've uh, had a great time tonight talking about these songs from Avril Lavigne. We've been drinking our jungle juice. We are anything but ordinary in every sense of the phrase. (laughs) (laughs) Um, At this moment in the podcast, we've got to tell the viewers how we really feel. We got to give them a rating. So out of five jungle juices, jungle juices, jungle juice, jungle juices, jungle juices. um, Can you tell the listeners how you would rate this album and provide a little bit of reasoning as to why you rated it thusly? I sure can. Thank you. Um, you're, you're so welcome. <laughs> so I've thought a lot about this and I'm going to rate it a very bold five jungle juices. She went for out it. Of five. She went for you it. Know, I knew she would. It, it, it might just be because of like my history with the album and you know how much I love it. But at the same time, like there's no songs I don't like. I maybe skipped some of the hits because I've heard them so often, but yeah, they they were amazing hits then. They're still amazing. This album has like stood the test of time for me at least. And it's one of the only albums that I will actually like be like, I'm gonna listen to Let Go. I'm gonna listen to this album in its entirety in the order. I don't do that very often. You but don't this is the only I can album. To I, that. Yeah, yeah I do not do this is the album where I would be like, you know what? I'm going to listen to Avril Lavigne tonight and I still do it. So is it the most amazing, like transcendent album of all time? No, probably not. It's not the deepest, but you know, it, I feel like it affected a lot of people at the time. It spoke to a lot of people at the time Mm -hmm. and it had songs that you could kind I felt like I could grow with that as I changed you know, my preferences for the songs changed, yeah. has highs, it has lows, it has fuck yous, it has hell yes. It's a great album. It's got it all, folks. Confident with my five. Lock it in. I love it. I love it. I, w- I was expecting you to give it a five, so I'm not surprised in this light. <laughs> honestly not surprised. Um, so even though I have strayed from this 
Avril Lavigne that we used to know and love back in 2002, going back and listening to the record did make me very happy. It brought back a lot of feelings of respect that I had for Avril Lavigne, again, coming onto the scene and doing something different. And I feel like that's what I love about music artists in general is when they are unafraid to try something that's a little bit outside the box and really put themselves out there, even though it might not be considered, you know, popular or even though her look might not like flatter her body in the most amazing way, like stuff like that. Like, I just, I really appreciate when artists do that just in general, even today. And I'm from a young age, I've always felt that way. Um, Hits are massive. Like you said, so memorable, so worldwide and everybody knows them. It really like put her and a piece of Canada as well on the map. Um, And I was very pleasantly surprised by a lot of the deep cuts where I was a little bit more critical. I'd say of the album was after listening to it this last week, I did feel like a lot of the songs tended to blend together, even though I don't like, you know, per se hate any songs on the record. I felt like, you know, mobile kind of bleeds into something like things I'll never say and unwanted bleeds a little bit into like, I don't know which one sounds like like losing grip. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there was kind of, there's all these like very, there's similarities, which like happens in an album. I totally get it. But I just wonder if maybe it would have been more impactful if it had been even shorter. It's a short record in itself, but I don't know. I, I felt like sometimes I was like, wait, what song am I listening to again? Like I couldn't, I can't decipher it when it comes to the deep cuts. So for you me- You just have to listen to it nonstop and then you'll- That's the key apparently. Clear. <laughs> That's the key. Um, but at, in, at this point in time and with this record, I can't say it's one that I'm going to listen to all the time, but I'm still going to give it a four out of five for who Avril represented as a person and how she opened the door too for people who only thought that like, boys could be into the punk scene for people who only thought that like Nirvana was the boys to follow. Like there were a lot of influences from this record from the female rockers and from the male rockers of the, you know, the eighties that, or the nineties, like the grunge scene that I feel like she took in and she made it a part of her music and like introduced a world of people, not just girls, but a world of people to that kind of music. And the fact that like, Hey, women are punk rock too. So um, I have to give her mad props for that. Yes, Avril. Yes, you go, girl. You go, girl. You go, girl, to the go max. Girl. Um, well, Nat, I have to thank you for coming back onto the pod today. It's been 10 episodes since you've been on, so I'm so excited that you were able to come back and join us today for one of your favorite records. It clearly means a lot to you, and I love episodes where we could talk about um, albums that mean so much to our guests. So thank you for coming on and for being so wonderful, as always. Thank you for having me. It's always so fun. I was really looking forward to talking about Avril, and I can't wait to just keep listening to her for the rest of the weekend. For the rest of the weekend, for the rest of your life, basically. <laughs> and and also my life. Yeah. Yeah. 